The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Roster brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use your promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off. Active until the Eagles or Giants lose their next game. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, October 21st, currently 5.02 on the East Coast, here to discuss the Game 3 matchup between the Yankees and the Astros in the American League Conference Series, as well as Game 4 of the NLCS. And joining me here today to break down those two games, the main man on the East Coast, it's Dylan Rockford. D-Rock, what's going on, my man? Oh, it's going, uh, Moonoff. Another uh, offer on the on the bases last night. We didn't get there uh, covering the one and a half. Close game, closer than I thought, but overall, doing well. Glad to join you today. Yeah, it was a rough day yesterday. Uh, I had the over seven. Yeah. We were, I want to say maybe a foot or maybe inches away from an Aaron Judge, uh, yeah. go ahead, two-run home run. But uh, give credit to the Astros. They took yeah. care of business at home yesterday, um, and they're on to game three on Saturday uh, between Garrett Cole and Christian Javier. We'll get to that game in a second. Uh, but we can quickly recap what we saw yesterday, Dylan. I know we just uh, touched on the Astros game there. Yeah, Travel day, I believe it was yesterday, for the Phillies and the uh, Padres series. But any other takeaways from that Houston Astros and the New York uh, Yankee series. I know the difference there was just was the Bregman three run home run that he had early on. But um, other than that, um, it just seems like that the Yankees just can get uh, get out of their way by striking out another 13 strikeouts last night for this team. Um, and that Bregman home run was really the difference. Yeah, the home run was the difference. I want to ask you, since you are in Houston now, mm-hmm. it's the only the second time this season they opened the roof. Now, I, I do Yankee fans over here. They're kind of salty that because they said if it was close, it was a home run, which I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, but I, I don't think you can rely on the home run. I think that's a regular season recipe for success. But once you get into the playoffs, you see how the Astros are doing it. They're like Malcolm says, there's different ways of skinning a cat. You know, they're doing it with the bottom of their lineup. Jose Altuve still hasn't had a hit this uh, postseason, So yeah. I think it was the difference maker. He had that nice three-run shot, Alex Bregman. Uh, they got two back the next inning with Glaber Torres actually did something. So, But, mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, overall just really struggling. I think they're hitting a, a buck 36 in this series, and that's not going to fly. Regardless of how good Garrett Cole, Nestor Cortez, and the pitchers uh, wind up pitching, they, they need to produce runs, and the top of their lineup isn't doing it for them right now. So now they ha- now they go home, and they have to win four of their next five. Doesn't look good. Yeah, tall order now for the Yankees having to go back uh, to the Bronx in Yankee Stadium. Uh, three straight games there. The tall order of having to win four of the five games. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm The roof thing, I don't know. I, I understand that it was only the second time that they opened the roof, but – that also equally puts the Astros at a disadvantage as well, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know if that was ordered by the MLB to open the roof or whatever the case might have been, but 
I, I don't know. Um, I, I've, I've seen conversations about that going back to last year as well, where I don't know if the MLB is said to open the roof or whatever the case might be, but yeah. I think it goes both ways. But again, the, the bigger thing for Yankees is the strikeouts right now, right? I mean, you take a look. Um, they are Aaron Boone trying to make some, he made some shuffles in that, um, batting lineup by uh, leading Harrison Bader off yesterday. He did go one for three, did draw one walk, uh, but Aaron judge uh, one for four did score a run stand. Oh, for four, one strikeout. Uh, Anthony Rizzo struggled again. He was over four with two strikeouts. Uh, Josh Donaldson continues to struggle. Another two strikeouts for him. Can we so, agree? He doesn't belong out there. Donaldson. No, I agree. I mean, like, <sighs> Defensively as well, he doesn't belong out there, I don't think. Yeah, I think they need another solution at that third base, at least for next season. But, yeah, I mean, look, I I think the game kind of went how we – or I think how we kind of scripted it. Maybe we thought there would be a little more – a couple more runs being scored. But um, I thought Framber Valdez, despite not having any earned runs, he, again, a night strikeout game for another Astros pitcher against his New York Yankees lineup. Ryan Presley at the back end. Back-to-back games where he closes the door uh, against the uh, New York Yankees. And now, look, the Astros have a commanding 2-0 lead. Uh, travel day today. The bullpen gets some rest uh, for both teams. And then, again, on uh, on Saturday, they're going to have ace Garrett Cole on the mound for the New York Yankees and Christian Javier for the uh, Houston Astros. So, um, Munaf, real quick, I wanted yeah. to touch one last thing on this game, and we yeah, can go move ahead. forward. Uh, what? It also comes down to managing, and I, and I think this is where Aaron Boone gets a knock on me, at least. You know, he you mentioned Avi um, Framber Valdez. He's more. He might have the best curveball in baseball. I think he, he's sure. up there. Yeah, and I don't know. They just didn't make any adjustments. All he did was set first fa- uh, first pitch fastball right down the middle, and no one was turning on it. They just took it, took it, and then they got behind in counts the whole night. I just didn't understand that. You would think that if we're seeing it from from the TV, you would think that the players who have who have seen them are are making these adjustments, or at least the manager is telling these guys, "Hey, let, instead of uh, instead of taking a pitch, why don't we?" And, and yeah, that's good in the regular season when you want to work the count, but this is the postseason. You yeah. can't get down like that. So I just thought they were they weren't aggressive when I think they needed to be. And there's a lot of opportunities where they had men on base as well. Like they, they cashed yeah. in, I think it was at what third or fourth inning where they got two back after Bregman hit that home run. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, you do got to get aggressive. I think there was, a, it was a Ryan Presley. I think it was Ryan Presley or was it? Yeah, I think it was in that ninth inning where he just left one right down the middle. Like it's prime. like they're scared to swing the bat. Yeah. And that's crazy coming from a team like the New York Yankees. Yeah. Where you have so many, you know, power guys, or at, at least two power guys with Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. Look, Glaber Torres, he, he had his moment yesterday as well. He cashed in that RBI, but again, yeah, you got to kind of get aggressive, um, especially early on. And I think that the difference right now has been for the Astros is that we saw against the Guardians that the Yankees were able to put bat to ball and i know that was in yankee stadium and short porch or whatever but at least they were aggressive like we just talked about right stan had that home run in game five to really pretty much seal the game for them and i think that's the approach they're probably gonna have to have uh coming into this uh game three yeah. pretty much it, it's 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 winner go home right now especially i know it's best best of seven and first of four advances but 
you're down 2-0. You have three games at home. For me, if you're a Yankees fan, I think you have to get all three of these games. But it's going to be difficult uh, for them to do that. I know Verlander is probably going to get game five for the Astros, but Lance McCullers, we know all the off-seat pitches that he can uh, bring to the table. Yeah. And like you just discussed, Dylan, that they're just afraid afraid of they're not making the adjustments to attack some of these uh, Astros pitchers. But it is a, a concern. We'll, we'll talk more about it as we get into game uh, three of the uh, Yankees and the Astros series. But before we get there, uh, let me tell you guys where you can get on all these MLB lines as well as player props. And that's going to be over on WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, a winner of the Biggest Winners Club was a New York better who hit a 150-1 parlay on all live money line wagering. They turned $110 in a 40-cent wager into $16,000. $743.56. WinBet truly is hashtag DGENs only. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Dylan, let's uh, start with the game that we were just talking about, the American League uh, Championship Series between the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees. This is going to be a 5.07 Eastern start. Like we talked about, the Astros have that 2 to nothing lead. They took care of business at home. Now they had, uh, the series heads back to the Bronx in Yankee Stadium. And looking at the lines for this game, courtesy of WinBet right now, uh, we see projected pitchers of Garrett Cole going for the New York Yankees and Christian Javier on the mound for the uh, Houston Astros. Yankees are a home favorite here of minus 142, plus 132 on the money line for the Houston Astros. Total is set at seven with a little bit of big towards the under here, uh, Dylan, at minus 120. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 150 for the New York Yankees and plus one and a half, minus 180 for the Houston Astros. Um, we can start with, we, we can break down the pitching matchup here. And then we'll, you know, we'll talk about, you know, if you've already player props with stuff that we do like for this game. And obviously Garrett Cole Dillon, you know, he was with the Houston Astros. Um, he left there, signed a huge mega deal with the New York Yankees. He's had three starts against the Houston Astros since he came aboard with the uh, New York Yankees. And in those three starts, he's one and one with a 1.17 ERA, 24 strikeouts in three appearances, like I mentioned, against his Astros team. And he hasn't allowed more than two earned runs in any of those games against the Houston Astros. He's also gone at least seven innings in every single one of those starts for the uh, New York Yankees. And again, he's racked up the strikeouts as well. This last start was actually this year against his Astros team where he did go seven innings and only allowed one earned run um, off of four hits. That one earned run, we've talked about it a lot, Dylan, has been he gave up a home run to the Astros. Uh, he did have eight strikeouts in that game, but unfortunately for the Yankees, they did drop that game to the Astros three to nothing as the Astros scored in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning. And that was a game where the Astros threw a no-hitter against the New York Yankees. Yeah. 
Um, but what do you think about Garrett Cole here? We can talk about Christian Javier as well, but you have any notes for uh, for Garrett Cole? Uh, yeah. We talk a lot about he, uh, he's susceptible to giving up those home runs, especially early on. Yeah, that's his uh, kryptonite. He gives up the home run. Even when he looks good and dialed in, you know, he he does leave the ball over the middle of the plate a little bit for my liking. This game was actually tough to handicap for me. I, I did make Cole and the Yankees a minus 135 favorite, so it's a little past my number. He is fully rested, and for the most part, he's looked dominant yeah. uh, in this postseason. And I think their Yankee fans are kind of happy because this is the guy they thought when they were given this huge contract to. So in the two starts against the Guardians, he was dominant, six innings, seven innings, only gave up three runs in those starts, eight strikeouts in both of the starts. And the recent success against his old team, the familiarity with there, he's a guy that could go deep into games. He's a strikeout king. Uh, so that's where I'm going to target. I, I like the strikeout prop. It's sitting at six and a half at plus mm. 108. Okay. I, I got to hammer that. I got to go over. He's gone over in each of his two starts in the postseason. And in the one game, like you mentioned, against the Astros this season, he was able to go seven innings, only give up one run. He struck out eight batters. He has this stuff, and for the most part, pitches better in the Bronx than he does on the road. So I don't know if the Yankees should be this high of a favorite just because of how cold their bats have been. Maybe it's a do-or-die game, but if this continues, they won't win a game. No matter how good Cole or Nestor pitches these next two games, the bats need to wake up, especially at the top of the lineup. So I don't know if I could trust them right now. So get not staying away from the side and the total, I do lean under because of how good uh, Cole has been in recent starts against uh, the Astros. We saw a very low-scoring game yesterday. So I do lean under. I set my total at 6.6, but... Can't get on a side or a total. I'm going to go over six and a half strikeouts for Garrett Cole's my play. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the starter for the Astros, Christian Javier, as dominant as Garrett Cole has been in the in this postseason and against the Astros, Christian Javier over his career against the Yankees has been even better, as crazy that may sound. So since uh, in his career, uh, it's been three appearances, and this dates back to one uh, appearance last season. Uh, in 2021, and he had two this season against his Astros team. Uh, sorry, against his Yankees team. He has a one and and0 record with an ERA of 0. .60. Uh, Dylan against his Yankees yeah. team. He's had he's gone uh, combined 15 uh, innings pitched over his career. He's only allowed three hits to the Yankees in that span. Only one earned run, which was a home run that he gave up to Aaron Judge. Yeah, and also he's had accumulated. 21 strikeouts that June 25th game that I talked about where they threw that no hitter Christian Javier actually started that game for the Houston Astros where he did go seven innings in that game uh 13 strikeouts in that game uh yeah. Dylan for Christian Javier now the concern that I do have about Christian Javier coming into this game is that he last pitched in the postseason back on um October 11th against the Mariners when they, I think it was that game one where they came from behind. So yeah, and he didn't gonna, pitch long either. Did he? Yeah. Uh, so in that like game, inning. I think it was a relief appearance for yeah. him. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, there may be concerns here about him, you know, having some rust and maybe finding some issues, um, you know, finding the, I guess maybe command might be an issue for him or, you know, locating the ball might be him. So I think the key here especially with a, a pitcher like Christian Javier that hasn't pitched in so long, is that if the if the Yankees – I know we talked about them having to be aggressive, 
But when you have a pitcher that hasn't pitched in 10 days, I think we saw that with Verlander where he struggled against the Mariners and the Yankees, that if they're able to stay patient, they may be able to draw some walks against Christian Javier and get on base and score runs that way. Do you buy into anything about the rest or the rust situation with pitchers that have been off for, you know, 10 plus days here? Do you think that's going to be an advantage for the Yankees, uh, at least early in the game? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I don't think he'll be rusty at all. To be honest, I he pitches well on the road and on at home. Christian Javier, I think the guy's solid. Um, and I just don't trust. It. If I were the Yankees, I would be aggressive. To be honest, because if you do think he is rusty, you got to go out there and attack. I think I don't think he's going to go out there and throw that many walks. If you look at the inning in relief, he didn't walk anybody. I mean, he pitched yeah. one and one third. But he struck out two batters and he didn't walk any, only allowed one hit. But uh, yeah, going back to what you mentioned, also why I I kind of lean toward if I were to pick a side or total, I do lean under. If you look at the two games, July 21st and June 25th, like you said, he only gave up one run in those uh, 12 innings pitched. Both games finished uh, under that number, 3 2 and 3 nothing. So I think we see a low scoring game here. You got two really good pitchers. Yeah, I'm there with you about this under. I love this under at under seven. Um, Garrett Cole, I think, is going to come out here and, and pitch very well for this uh, New York Yankees team, right? We talked about how good he's been in this postseason. He has the numbers, uh, dominating numbers against his Astros team ever since he left them and came over to the New York Yankees. And again, if you see a, a number for his out issues out on your respective books, let me see if I can find that right now. Um, I think that's something that you can also hammer for uh, Garrett Cole as well, because I think at minimum, Dylan, he's probably going to go six, if not seven innings, six innings for sure, at least seven innings uh, for the uh, New York Yankees um, in this game. Uh, I only see Christian Javier outs and it's at 14 and a half. It's juiced to minus 150, though. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably wait for a Garrett Cole one because I really do like uh, what I've seen. And again, I 100% agree about, about the strikeout props as well for Garrett Cole, that over six and a half at plus money. I think that's a great grab. But official pick for me, um, uh, under seven is my pick in this game uh, for uh, this game three between the Yankees and the Astros and a must-win situation for the New York Yankees. Uh, anything else for this game, Dylan? No, yeah, I would lean uh, under and probably Garrett Cole over strikeouts. Yeah. All right. Uh, Before we get over to the uh, National League uh, Championship Series, let me tell you guys about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot to win $250,000 plus in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20 times your entry if you hit all of your picks. Bet on up to five players over unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app on the App Store and get a first deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage to experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not how you play, also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Roster brought to you by Babbel. And if you're like me, foreign taking that foreign language course in high school is something that you did regret and not paying attention to. It was something that, you know, we just attended the class, did enough to get the credit and get out of there and graduate. But you're probably regretting that decision now. But hey, Babbel's here to help you. 
Babbel is a language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you can finally cross learning that new language off your list. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson so you can start having real-life conversations in in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. There's so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to Babbel.com slash SGP. That's Babbel.com slash SGP for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. All right, Dylan, game four of the National League uh, Championship Series goes off on Saturday. And this is going to be the second game of the doubleheader on Saturday. Don't know the result yet of what happens in game three, but we do have projected pitchers for this game. Unfortunately, no lines up yet either. Uh, for this game, so we'll go off of what Dylan has. Uh, it's going to be a, uh, I think a seven oh seven Eastern start. I got seven forty five. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Seven forty five Eastern start uh, between the Padres and the Phillies, and we're looking at Mike Clevenger. Uh, is that what you have, Dylan? Yeah, I got Mike Clevenger. Yeah, Mike Clevenger and Noah Syndergaard is going to get the start mm-hmm. for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, Dylan, why don't you give us the lines that you made for this game, and then we can uh, get into these pictures like we did for the uh, ALCS. Yeah, so for me, uh, no lines up like Munoff said, but I did make the Padres a minus uh, a short favorite, minus 105, Phillies plus 105, minus one and a half if you want to take them on the run line. I need at least a plus 170. Vice on the flip side for the pot uh, for the Phillies plus 105 uh, minus 170 and as for the total I set it kind of high at 8.8 so yeah if you want me to go into my handicap now yeah go ahead yeah all right perfect yeah so I think I set the total high just because I think both pitchers are susceptible to give up a few runs each here. And then we get to the bullpens and we saw what happened in game two when we get to the bullpens. I think runs started coming out. Uh, let, let's start with Mike Clevenger here. Not the best on the road. 546 ERA. He only lasted two and a third against the Dodgers last week. Gave up four runs in his last four away games. He's given up four runs, five runs, six runs, and five runs. This guy just doesn't have it on the road. Now with Syndergaard, he's only made two starts in the postseason, both against the Braves, but First one, he only went one inning in the first start, three innings in the second. So you got to imagine if he doesn't get into any trouble, the Phillies I, I would feel like the Phillies are going to try to keep him out there as long as he as long as they could. So he's pitched pretty well at Philly ever since getting traded over from the Angels. But I feel like his, his uh, lease is short here. I, I, I don't think they could get behind too many runs. I think the Padres could get to that Phillies bullpen like we've seen in game two. Uh and, I, and they've been hot and cold all year, the Phillies bullpen. So I don't know if you could really trust them right now. I'm curious to see what the total opens up at because I feel like I'll be on the over or maybe the first five over like with the Dodgers and Padres last time when I took it over three and a half because I, I just think that this is going to be more of a fade on Mike Clevenger. I think they could get to him early, especially that lineup of the what the Phillies have. Bryce Harper looks good, so... 
just be on the lookout for tomorrow. I'll be sure to post my plays as to what I like, but not too much is what we could do with no line. So I, I hope this helped, but I'm probably going to be on the over at some sort. Yeah, you take a look at the numbers for Mike Clevenger, and like you mentioned, I think that's the number one thing that stuck out to me was his uh, road numbers so far this se- or during the regular season, where he was four and five, but a ERA of five point seven eight, and he had one start against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium in LA, where he only lasted two and two thirds of an inning and gave up uh, six hits, four earned runs, five runs overall, walked two guys in that game, and he's given up at least one home run in three straight games dating back to the regular season. Now, I know we probably throw the regular season numbers out the window, but he did have a pretty good start against this Phillies team um, this season where he threw five shutout innings and only allowed one hit to that Phillies team. I want to dig more deeper into that and see if it was at home or was it on the road. It was actually in Philly. Um the, this was all the way back on May 15th, so I don't know how much how much we can really take away from that. Um, and they didn't have Bryce Harper in that lineup at that time either. And and you know, the bats, for what the Phillies uh, have been doing this throughout this postseason, I think that's going to pose a problem to Mike Clevenger, especially like we mentioned that he's pitching on the road here. Uh, Syndergaard, I know he had a pretty good start against, or he started one game uh, in the postseason for the um, for the Phillies. I know one game he did come out of the bullpen uh, for the uh, Philadelphia Phillies against the Braves, but he did get one start where he did go three innings uh, in that game and allowed one uh, earned run, which was a home run that he gave up. But the Phillies did go on to win that game eight to three. And he's been pretty solid at home as well, right? Um, I think these numbers are overall where he was with the Angels and the Phillies, but um, seven and three with 3.46 ERA. Um, but you're, I'm, 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 I'm there with you, um, Dylan. I think the over might be the play in this game here for the game four, especially with these two pitchers. And I, did you say, did you like a side or you were just on the over for this game? Uh, probably on the over. I, like I said, I only made the Padres a minus one Oh five favorite. Y- okay. You got to think they're if they do open up the favorite, which I don't even think they should be the favorite that's what my numbers came out to so you got to think just like how the yankees came back home and they're kind of a favorite you got to think the phillies back against the wall they're going to be at home with the favorite so maybe if i could get a nice plus price maybe sprinkle a little on the padres i would just stay away from the side it's a complete toss-up i i just expect runs 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 tomorrow night yeah, um, I agree with that. Again, just I, I would probably look at a Phillies first five team total, especially just fading Mike Clevenger or yeah. maybe a Phillies team total as well. But I think that we do see runs being scored in this game. Again, definitely check the umpire before you bet these totals. That information will probably be out tomorrow or in the morning of the game. And also um, um, the wind direction, because I know it's been cold in Philly, but it's been warming yeah. up as the day kind of progresses there. Uh, so again, wind direction will be important as well in this game. Uh, for the Phillies and the Padres, so yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, you're right. I can't trust either of these pitchers. If I had to, I would go with Noah Syndergaard. But again, I'm not yeah. sure how many innings he's going to be out there because he, mm-hmm. with the one start he did have, Dylan, it was only for three innings against the uh, yeah. uh, Atlanta Braves. Um, but I, yeah, I do expect runs in this game as well. I think eventually we're going to see one of these games where it's going to be very high scoring, especially yeah. with these two uh, 
batting order is going up against these two pitchers. Especially if Noah Syndergaard can only go two, three innings, and then yeah. that bullpen, bullpen has to go. Yeah, yeah. then we we're, we love to attack the Phillies bullpen. They've been they're obviously the worst bullpen still in the playoffs right now. So, yeah. Uh, question: I know you do the ref report for the NFL for SGPN. Do you do the ref report for the ump report for baseball? Uh, no, I think it's easier to do it for the NFL because the games are like once a week. Yeah. Um, I mean, but again, there are, there's information out there about, um, you know, which umpire is beyond the plate and their, their stats, whether they favor home teams or road teams. But that's something that I, I, I think I felt like I I should have incorporated more of during the regular season, but I think it was just tough for us because we record a day early. That information doesn't come out till the following day. So I got to give credit to you because you're the one who got me into the refs. Like now, now I'm because we do Sunday night for the, uh, for the NFL podcast. And you, you tell me, Hey, I got some ref report uh, stats. I got to throw out there. So now, now you make me go in deep. And now (laughs) when I was, uh, you couldn't make it last episode, but when I had uh, Scott, I said, Hey, I'm going to fill in with Munoff. I got a little ref report here for you. So now, yeah. now I put that into my handicap and I think it helps. I really and, do. And that was a Ron Torbert game. Wasn't it? Yep, the under? And it was under. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that, yeah, that information is always out there regardless of sport, whether it's NBA, uh, MLB and NFL, but yeah, definitely uh, make sure to check out. I usually try to drop it on Wednesdays uh, for the ref report for the NFL. All right. Uh, before we get into maybe a best bet or the bet that we do like the most that we gave out, uh, as we talk through these games, uh, before we do that, let me tell you guys about Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game of an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's FuboTV.com slash SGP. F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. Last but not least, we're also brought to you by OddsTrader. What is OddsTrader? OddsTrader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions to sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. So to take advantage of this, all you got to do is go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. All right, Dylan, uh, let's get into um, some player props. Oh, not player props. Our best bets uh, for this game, uh, for the two Saturday games. I know no lines out officially for yeah. the Phillies and the Padres, but anything that that you like more than anything that we talked about here, you want to get to the listeners. Yeah, so I do really like the um, the Garrett Cole over six and a half strikeouts. That's at plus money, so I'll keep that as my dog. But I really do like the under in the Astros and the Yankees game at seven. It's a little chalky at minus one fifteen, but. You, the, the Yankees are they're in at right now my, uh, hitting 136 uh, I just don't think they're going to turn things around right now they're not making the adjustments and Astros aren't really hitting 
the ball a ton as well. They're winning, but you look at the last few games, they've scored three, four, one, four. Then that was that big game against the Mariners, but they've gotten under this number in four straight as well. So two teams who are really playing small baseball right now, not that they're, that they're choosing that way, but it's just how the game's uh, going right now. So I think it's going to be a cold night here in New York around five o'clock. So I, I like it to go under. You got two good pitchers in Javier and Cole. So go under. And if you want plus money, I do like Eric Cole over six and a half strikeouts. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I love that Garrett Cole prop. I uh, also love the under seven in that game between the Astros and the Yankees. I do think the Yankees do pull it off in game three behind their ace, Garrett Cole. Mm. Um, I think he's going to go out and pitch a very good game. So definitely shop around for the best number. I'm currently seeing a minus 140 over on win bet. Um, so I think that's a, a, a viable price for the New York Yankees. So I think they get it done uh, going back to Yankee Stadium. Um, and also, I think we talked extensively or about the over in the Phillies and the Padres game, depending on what number it does come out. If it is seven and a half or even eight, I know I know I think Insano agrees with us as well in the chat. Yeah, I think these two teams uh, should have success against the opposing pitcher. That we're seeing it's going to be Mike Clevenger. We talked about his road struggles and against Noah Syndergaard, and depending on how many innings he goes, if that bullpen comes in for the Philadelphia Phillies, they're susceptible to giving up runs as well. So, um, yeah, make sure to check that out the graphic tomorrow for sure. Uh, for the Saturday games, we'll have our official picks on there over on our Twitter account at MLB um, SGPN. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition for the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, we're getting ever so closer to the World Series, about close to halfway through uh, for some of these teams uh, to advance to the World Series, but still a lot to be decided here. Dylan, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, bud? No, it should be a fun, exciting weekend of sports. You got every, this is probably the best time of sports. You got baseball, basketball, hockey, huge UFC Abu Dhabi card tomorrow as well. Uh, NFL obviously is king on Sundays, but, uh, Question for you, Monoff. So in yeah. a couple of days after, uh, you know, the Astros lock up the AL again, you hosting a World Series party at the crib? I you know what I'm going to try to get out. If this gets back to you got to go. If it comes back to Houston in this ALCS, I'm going to get out there. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to try to get out there for the World Series as well. I know I went to game seven of the the year the Nationals won it in game seven against the Astros. Uh, I was there uh, for that game. Unfortunately, that came up in a loss for the uh, for the Astros. Um, but yeah, uh, that was something that was on my bucket list. I seen the World Series game. I was able to do that. So yeah. if the Astros lock it up, definitely want to get back out there to Minute Maid Park for the World Series. That should be an exciting time uh, for not only uh, uh, sports fans, but all these uh, Houston fans as well. So yeah, I will do yeah. my best to get out there. Yeah, probably the the city. I don't. I can't speak of it, but I don't know if it's as big as like New York with their fan base. But how's the city? Is it alive? It's alive. It's 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 turned into just because everything everything that's gone on with the Houston Texans over the past couple of years, uh-huh. and just the success that the Astros have had since what 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. I can say right now, Houston is an Astros town. It, it's one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I know the Rockets are still their young team. They're still working their way back to competing again. But right now, uh, with the, the the way the teams are in Houston, it's it's hundred percent in Astros town right now. So yeah, it's everybody's excited. We have uh, Mattress Mac. I know you know the story about all the money that he's put oh. down on the Astros. <laughs> fade, fade him. He he actually put down. I think it was a ten million dollar bet on the Astros this year, right? Yeah, I think in in total, I think it's thirty million. 
for him to win 75, 75 million. million it would be the yeah. biggest payout in vegas history in sports like in sports gambling history so yeah. not good for you but yeah. if he do, if he does wind up cashing that bet holy holy smokes i'm gonna have to start blaming him if the yeah. astros uh <laughs> because they lost last year they lost to the nationals so how does uh, he have all this money Is so he has mattress that no, good no, he has uh, multiple furniture stores here in Houston. Uh, they go by the name of Gallery Furniture. I think there are at least – I know three locations for sure. Uh, but So what it is, I'm not sure if you know that. He does a promotion every single year on the Astros oh. or the, when the season starts that if you buy up to $3,000 worth of furniture and the Astros go on to win the World Series, you get that furniture for free. Wow. Yeah. So what he does is that as an insurance policy, he'll go out and bet on the Astros to win – uh, the World Series. So, in in the case, let's say, let's say they lose, he gets all the sales of uh, <sighs> from the furniture smart. stores. But if the Astros uh, go on to win, he makes I think a lot more a money lot. than yeah, a lot more money than uh, the furniture sales. So, did you get your furniture from him? You have no, to. no, I didn't. No, <laughs> their he their furniture is nice, but it's it's more. Um, it's wood. It's wood furniture and, and stuff like that. So uh, and leather as well. So the, I don't know. I don't make the decisions in the house. Yeah, we, that. that's all the wife. <laughs> yeah, that's all the ladies. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We'll be back in some form or fashion. Maybe over the weekend if we can get a pod in. Uh, but if not, we'll be back Monday for sure. Kind of recapping everything that we saw. Who knows? Maybe the Astros will be advancing advancing to the World Series by then. But uh, make sure to follow Dylan on uh, Twitter at Rock with two Ks twenty four. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Make sure to follow the MLB Gambling Podcast account at MLBSGPN. Good luck with your picks this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride.